Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Shannon in the morning. Shannon in the morning. In the morning. In the morning. You got the big show at 8.32, Shannon in the morning with that Patty Steele. And checking in on the big show Star Phone, one of America's most respected and celebrated restaurateurs. The pride of Stuyvesant High School, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Drew Nieperant. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Uh, Do people screw your name up a lot? <laughs> Scott does. Oh, my God. You know, like, it's unbelievable. Give me some I of mean, the aberrations you've heard. Right. You know, it, it, it's a weird thing because the name is so ridiculous, but um, there's a village in Poland uh-huh. that's kind of spe- that's kind of spelled that way. So, you know, I think that's probably where it comes from. But you're right. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> no, no didn't he didn't say, say ridiculous. He said hard to pronounce for him. I didn't say... I'm, <laughs> You know, I mean, I, I would imagine. Do you ever? Does anybody ever bastardize it? Uh, bastardize it? Oh, something? every time. I mean, every the Pierpont, the Pierpont. You know, I mean, it's like my mother. My mother was an actress. Actually, Scott, my mother was on radio on a show called Let's Pretend wow. CBS Radio. My mother was for many years. It was like uh, the Sesame Street of its era. But anyway. My mother, when, you know, she'd say her last name, that people look at her, and so she, she does this thing where she points to her knee, pouring wine, and paying the rent. So it's knee pour rent, and then, you know, but it's, it's a little lot, it's a little much. Knee <laughs> pour rent, I got that. You know, it's funny, because uh, Drew sent me a, a picture of, of his mom, and she worked at a time when they'd have, like, a little, like, a card table in front of them with a microphone, and they didn't have all the conf- and she actually did she sing on the radio? What did she do? No, no. Let's pretend was um, you know they did all the the kids stories like you know Robin Hood or the classic uh, children's stories. It was before your time, obviously. <laughs> that they would you know that's the way they used to do it back then. They'd have sound effects and people and all that kind of things. So you grew up in a showbiz house. Exactly. I'm reading mm-hmm. uh, uh, Woody Allen's book. Right, and he talks a lot about radio because he also, you know, radio was fantastic for him. Sure, um, you know, but he's of, of that era. But it was great. Like, uh, you know, my mother worked with so many people over the years, and and, and she became a casting director uh, for Young and Rubicam for like the last thirty years uh, of her life. And wow. So, you know, people like Ann Mirren and Jerry Stiller. You know, we, we used to see all the time, and. Uh, you know, it was. It, my mother was just a beautiful, wonderful person, so it was fantastic. So that's why I got into restaurant business, because it was, it was very theatrical. <laughs> uh, that's you, interesting. I was going to ask you that. So that's kind of what led you. It's a, it has the same well, sort of thrill to you know, it. My father, my, my father was an attorney for the state liquor authority. Oh, there so, you, go. you know, when you're a little kid, you know, my father was taking us to, like, these incredible restaurants, French, Italian, Chinese, German, you name it. Oh. Um, because my father was a wonderful person, and, 
you know, he had a way, these were all immigrants, basically. The people in restaurants in the 60s, they were all right off the boat, and he was, he would make it very easy for them. You know, when they came into the liquor authority, you know, it was hard to navigate all the procedures, and oh, he, yeah. he just made it easy. So they'd invite him for dinner with us, and so I was exposed to it at a very early age, and it was just something that, like, you know, I found wonderful, and, uh, you know, obviously I, I went about it, and it's been my career. You have to have a real business sense, though, too, because, I mean, you have had so many incredible restaurants. You had, like, Montrachet that then became, uh, that turned into another restaurant, and then another, and then Batard now, right? Yeah, no, we've had that now 35 years. Wow. Uh, I signed the lease there in 1984. But um, Montrachet, you know, this is amazing. I was working at all these French restaurants in New York City, La Grenouille, Le Perigord, and um, I, I was... I had just run the New York Marathon in 1983, and I was jogging in Tribeca. Wow. Where nobody was, and then and I saw this space, and uh, it was 1,500 a month for 1,500 square feet, <laughs> and I knew I could afford that, but I had no money. Anyway, mm-hmm. I signed the lease. I opened in April of 1985, and then seven weeks after, we got three stars from the New York Times with a 16. That's one six three course menu. So, I mean, we could have filled Chase Stadium. It was like uh, it stormed the Bastille, you know. Um, and that restaurant lasted 22 years, but then it's morphed into two other three-star restaurants, which now is a restaurant I have called Batard, which means bastard, but uh, right. Batard. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, but I, I'll tell you the truth. I'm not a really good business person because I never look at the money and I never look at financials. I just serve good food, good wine, and uh, provide you know, and pray for the service. best. And that's an old-fashioned thing. That's but you must have business fashion. people then that help you because there's no, so many no. great people nah, that not. fall out of business, and you, you have got business people. You couldn't well, stay right. in business. No, no, you're right. The, the most important business person I have is Robert De Niro. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> he helps you know, with he the publicity. Into, <laughs> he, he came into Montrachet, and then years later, uh, we did the Tribeca Grill. Right, thirty-five years because we opened that in 1990. And that's been a tremendous success. And then, um, you know, he proposed doing Nobu. And, you know, the Japanese restaurants were really only for the Japanese in New York City anyway. But uh, we, uh, you know, uh, we we did something that was so unique. Now it's, um, we opened in 1994, so it's about 20... uh, 25, 26 years later, and it's like the most popular. You know, there's 50 around the world. We're open for takeout during this damn thing, so uh, <laughs> you know, if you feel like that, you can order takeout. I heard that Nobu's got lines for takeout. Well, you know, takeout is new for us because we're so busy as a restaurant, we never did takeout. So like yesterday, I looked and they said, you know, Postmates is the company that we work with to deliver. Uh, there was a point when, you know, they, they, they had so many orders that they couldn't fulfill the delivery men. Wow. You know, so, the, you so know, Nobu's it's, still popular. The people, people still like crazy. to eat. And it's very, you know, it's not cheap. You know, no. Japanese food is not cheap. So, I mean, we're very fortunate, though. But, I mean, it's 26 years. We're talking... We're talking to Drew Nieperant and uh, about his restaurants, Nobu and Tribeca, and many, many others. It's a. It probably would you call this the uh, worst time in your professional life or career? Oh, yes, yes, without without question. I mean, you know, nine eleven. I was. Well, I, I all my restaurants were below Canal Street, so they shut us down for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I told the staff. Uh, I was confident that we'd bounce back because I didn't, you know, it's interesting. We were on the phone to Rudy Giuliani. I mean, we really could talk to him back then. 
And, uh, you know, the whole thing was to get reopened. Now, this thing, in New York especially, I can't talk about other parts of the United States, but in New York, it's, we, we have to wait and see before we reopen. <laughs> Even doing takeout is a danger. You have so, any I mean, any plans moving forward? I mean, I know they're talking in a lot of places about opening up actual parking lots near restaurants so they can yeah. have more outdoor eating. Are you guys looking at any of that? You know, but when first of all, you know, if you're a New Yorker, July in New York City is you know uh-huh. yeah. is, is not a favorable place. You have to you'd have to have an overhang or some protection from the rain. Mm-hmm. So that's not really a solution. The problem really is this: you know, the restaurant business. We always kept our prices down, and our profit margins were uh, were small and kept getting small because the rents kept getting higher. Now. You know, people coming up with all this this stuff, but, you know, at 50% capacity or 25% capacity, you know, at 100% rent, there's yeah. no way it's going to work. You know, it's just, you know, I'm just, every day you learn something new. Um, I, I do believe that the, the government in New York City, uh, New York State is handling this pretty well. And I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait till things, you know, look like, look, the bottom line is the most important thing is that the customer is confident to come back. I don't care about, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not running, rushing to come back because if there's no business, what, what good is it? And we're open. So Nobody's we coming to, in. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, we yeah. have to have the confidence of the customer. Drew, thank you for taking time to talk to us. Good job, my friend. All the best, my friend. Take care. See you soon. New, uh, Drew, Neil, per, per, wait a minute, Neeper. <laughs> you I did that on I purpose. I, I, I did not. <laughs> Drew Neeper on. <laughs> he really, he, he really is a good guy and uh, does a great job. As you know, it's phenomenal. I mean, if you look at the list of restaurants he's either worked in or owned over the years, it's insane. And I still didn't quite get an answer to how does one guy, because there are a lot of really incredible chefs and cooks out there, how does one guy, time after time, understand what it takes to make a restaurant just sing? Well, he loves what he does. And anytime you do that, like like you're hearing him say, he's really not in it for the money, although I'm sure he makes money. I'm not saying they don't have to be profitable. But uh, I, he really does love doing what he does. It's interesting that he credited um, Robert De Niro with really kind of pushing he, him up to the next level. Keep an eyeball on him. <laughs> yeah, well, in spreading the word, too. Thank yeah. you, Drew. Great job.